Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Flats and Shanks High Level Journalistic Podcast. Um, I'm David Flatman. He is Tom Shanklin. As uh, always, same every time. Um, you did well, actually, with that intro, considering you got a mouthful of turkey. I know. I know. Try and jazz it up with sriracha sauce. Doesn't really work, but I can see you today. I like turkey. I, I eat turkey all year round. Drag, we should do them this way. You know, for the foreseeable, because normally we, we, we record them. Yeah, we're yeah. On Zoom now. Uh, you you look like Denver Mills. You know the guy from uh, Little Britain who go into uh, all the schools and stuff. He's an ex athlete. Got like your Adidas three stripe top on. <laughs> Denver Mills. I'm sure that was his name. I don't know that. I don't know that. Um, yeah. Bill, I've been down to the gym. I wasn't going to mention it. I've been down to the gym. You go to the gym at six in the morning. I go to the gym at about half nine normally. Yeah. Um, but you project manager house, so that's fine. Yeah, but I got home late last night. Oh, work. you had a big weekend working. Yeah, you did. I wasn't going to mention it. You did. Um, but I got home late. But then a uh, bit of a lie in this morning. Coffee, dog walk, gym. Do you know I think the best thing that happened to you um, yesterday? Retirement. Was, you told a story and it was backed up by two people. Yeah, straight away, Graham Simmons and Kieran Bracken. I was like, oh, yeah. you were listening to that thinking he's making excuses in case it's not true. He's spicing it up. And I'm thinking, no. Well, you, think gave yourself, true, you gave but... yourself a get out anyway, didn't you? You gave yourself a no, get, not out. get as, out. As, as like the way I can remember it. I think it happened. No, but this is the thing. I've told you about this before, Tommy. Malcolm Gladwell's Revisionist History podcast, the first series, I think it's the first series, there is one on the human memory. The human memory is nowhere near as accurate as we think it is. Your memory is not, not just because you're getting old, like the human memory is not a particularly accurate device. So quite often you remember things and we go to after dinner, we go to dinner stuff, dinners and events, and there's a bit of spice on stuff. And hey, we're in the entertainment business, whether you want to hear it or not, Tommy. All right, we are. So it's like, there's a bit of spice here or there. But I'm not going to spice something up on telly. I'm thinking this is what I'm saying is true. And then I suddenly thought, 
oh god what if it's not because uh, i'd started then and i didn't i didn't have a plan to tell that story <laughs> like, if you were in if you were in a uh if you're in a live event no cameras no problem uh, easy but you were just you just in the back of your head there was something telling you shit i hope this is right do you remember that though do you remember it no there was another thing i remember that i didn't say cause didn't it went on too long and i thought ah. Oh, I don't know, and I, I didn't didn't get it out. But I remember um, Buck Shelford holding up the a broadsheet newspaper in, in a team meeting and saying, "If you read this crap, they're tearing us apart," you know. And I remember then reading a paper later on over lunch, turning the pages, and they were quoting Buck saying that we weren't very good enough, and he could only work with what he'd got. And I was like, <laughs> "They're your quotes, mate. They're quoting you." <laughs> he gave us a ball each, didn't he? I had to find thirty odd balls somewhere so we could each look after one like a baby. Like it was yeah. like a school project. Yeah. And then it was like, I had a question about something and I was like, um, I, I said to him, I tried to ring you last night. He goes, you don't ring me after five, mate. The phone goes off and stays on the desk. That's it. Out of hours. So it's mm. like, you know, I'm a bit uh, like I was that, like, no, that's, yeah, I know, but your DOR, you've got to keep your phone on after five, I think, unless you're a trade unionist, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, it was good. I like I like that. I might use it. Yeah. I might say I was Kieran Bracken. I've just had a drink delivered. And for those of you that can't see us, which is all of you, it looks like a pint of urine. It's neither uh, scrum half for Bristol. A <laughs> uh, pint of Andy. The um, other little capsules are available, but this is a Barocca. Is it? Mm. I like Barocca's, but it's only when I'm going like on stag trips or golf trips. I need them. Yeah, but I've, I do find myself like... Went to makeup, went into makeup on uh, yesterday at BT. And I said to Danny, the makeup lady, I said, you know what? I feel a bit dry. I feel a bit dry. Mm. And I moisturize here and there, but I'm not really into it. And she said, hydrate. I said, thank you, Danny. So yeah. I had loads of water yesterday, a couple of Barocas. And you're glowing. And I'm oleaginous. I've got I'm skin. Glee. I've got skin like a croissant in the oven for 10 minutes. I've got skin like a, like a skimming dolphin. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Very lucky. Today. I'm very lucky. Um, I'm I'm hydrated again, so everything's fine. Um, look, tell me about your weekend, Tommy, please. Uh, went up to Edinburgh. Boy, it was cold, and mm. sometimes you thermal socks. You told me you got thermal socks for Christmas. Mm. I want to I want to use socks that people use when they go up K uh, two or Everest. Mate, Sherpas. You, I want Sherpa socks. Text. You know who to text? Eddie Jackson. Cotter. <gasps> Ed Jackson. No, Ed Jackson apparently is like Bear Grylls. He doesn't actually do the challenges. He just <laughs> stays in a hotel. hotel. <laughs> I would Mate, text uh, Cotter. I would. Uh, I would text Josh Lucy, but he didn't make it. Probably don't forget. Of, probably because of his socks. Yeah, exactly. It. And don't forget that Cotter weighs nine stone. So, if anyone's going to get cold, it's that lean hombre. Yeah, um, um, yeah. That's yeah, actually a very point, good point. I got, I got some electric heated socks. I got some electric. Heat, elect, I told you, didn't I? Charge them yeah. up last year. I got. I got oh, them crap. before you, mate. Did you? Are your yeah. inspiration for you? They're crap. Yeah. Don't work. The only issue I got is that because I wear like fitted jeans, you've got a big battery yeah. pack like coming out by it's your like car. Asbo tag. Yeah, like Asbo tag, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, but I went. I went for style over over warmth. So I had a nice pair of like white trainers, a bit like what you were wearing. Okay. Uh, on uh, on Sunday, mate, all three and, of us in white pumps in the mud, and it was freezing, mate. It was freezing. Couldn't get warm. Put some compression tights on, but 
I think when, when me, like John Jamie Roberts jeans, me, me and John Barkley went into the toilets at uh, the Dam Health Stadium in Edinburgh uh, into cubicles, quickly put some long johns on. But here's a different. Here's a like something Dick Van Dyke would have worn in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang to go to bed. You know, they're just cotton. I've got, I've got like Canterbury ones, which are like lycra, but the cotton ones are better. They are, yeah, yeah, yeah. they are. Actual yeah. thermals are better than compression tights because yep. they're not there to keep you warm. Yeah, and then he and then he put he said oh, I might have to put another coat on, so he got out another thin coat to go underneath his big coat. Um, Canada Goose, such right. a, loves brands. Um, I'd wear those on BT Sport. Yeah, because of the feathers. But he's not with it? the fur, not feathers, fur, not feathers, is it? Uh, Birds, it's coyotes. And he um, he also loved thermoflasks, three different thermoflasks. Really, look to me. Like I was a disgusting pig when I turned up with Haribo and when some you, caffeine you gum. When you a picture of him eating, ball. obviously you you were <laughs> like a truck driver. Nothing wrong with me, boys. I'm fine. You're like a lorry driver. He turned up with a lunchbox, like pr- food prep. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah I think he got a bit big Christmas. I think. But he so he did a he did an Instagram story of him going down David Lloyd as well. He's obviously on a he's New Year, New Me, and the New Year, UJB. Yeah, new me, new year, free membership. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, went up, uh, went up on Saturday morning to Edinburgh, commentating on the game, which was, well, it was a good game actually. Like Edinburgh looked really good. Um, Sounds a bit one-sided from the reports. Oh yeah, massively. Uh, the only issue was I had all the Cardiff coaches right in front of us in an empty stadium. Exactly oh, what you don't want, which is fine if they're flying. <laughs> yes, but it's when great they, if they're if they're dominating, when they're hammered in every aspect of the game, not good. But we'll we'll have a chat about that maybe later. Probably not. Edinburgh just good. Mike Blair doing a a phenomenal job. Um, Scottish rugby club rugby is in a phenomenal place. That's a quote from phenomenal Jim place. Hamilton. Is it in a phenomenal place? Quote from um, Big Jim. And then got a taxi to Glasgow, stayed in Glasgow in a hotel. Nightmare. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. How Soup. was it? Oh. oh, it's just noise everywhere, mate. Oh. Noise everywhere. Like, couldn't get to sleep. People having a chat outside my room. Oh, no. If I was in better Nick, I would have gone out there topless and just <laughs> told them where to go. But Thrown a few frigs around. Yeah, I got a bit of a walk. A bit of a Christmas what? walk going on. So, yeah. And then home next day, mate. So, Okay, mate. Okay, yeah. well done to you. But well uh, what I you. did watch was Four Lives, which you told me to watch. Mm. What do you think? Because, you know, you always mock my critiques. Of yeah. Things. What did you think about my critique of it? Um, perfect. So some really Thank good you. acting in there, but there was also a lot of overacting and a lot of average actors in it as well, which, but it was a good, but it was a good story in terms of, Murder and uh, serial killing. Yeah, if you if you can have them, which 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 you like. And yeah. uh, I did think Sharon Smith and Steve Merchant were really good. Have you watched? Don't look up at it or don't look up. No, mm. have you started yesterday and got about half hour in? Probably won't. Probably won't watch it again. Okay, I'm not sure. There's no. another one. There's another one on. Netflix at the moment I watched two episodes of and it's a follow-on from the series that was Stranger with 
Richard Armitage in. Richard Armitage. And I'll tell you what it is now, as I'm just going on my phone. Stranger. I'm going to Google it as well. Um, it wasn't Stranger. Stranger. It was a follow-on to Stranger, is what it was. Um, yeah. It might be called Stay Stay Close. Yeah, I've seen the pictures of it. Yeah. Um, again, did two episodes and not quite sure it's for me. So, um, right, flats. We're gonna have to. Um, no, sorry. Oh, this is this is this terrible content, but I can't find it. So we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to leave this caller and jump on with another call because we've got a guest. We've got uh, yeah. Miss, Monsieur Fish is yeah, joining us. Um, so let's let's have a chat with him, shall we? Bloody Dan Fish, the hero of Cardiff, the mayor. Of, well, you're the mayor. He's you're the king of Cardiff. He's the mayor of Cardiff. He's the jester. Um, let's do it, boy. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. All right, mate, how are you? It all good, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, very good. Not Very good professional, you, that was fish. <laughs> Yeah, very good, very good. And how are you, kind sir? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, uh, hey thank, thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on. We we appreciate it. We um, we're not like other podcasts, mate. We don't. We basically, the truth is, we can't be bothered. We can't be asked to get loads of guests on because you've got to chase people and whatever. But every now and again, 
somebody with so much like appeal and charisma comes along that we think it's worth making the effort. So that's sex you, mate. A- sex appeal as well. Like. We can fly person, we? <laughs> yeah, do you know anyone? Do you know anyone? <laughs> Thanks for wearing your Cardiff stash as well. Unfortunately, this is just audio, so people won't be able to see that. Yeah, head to, head to toe in <laughs> Cardiff rugby stash. <laughs> to work, haven't I? You offer a coffee? Are you in town? Put the gear on. Hopefully, get a free one. Then. Yeah. Mate, well, is you- your um, has your life completely changed? Has your life completely changed now since the last those couple of weeks when? The lads are in isolation. Those couple of big games you played. Is, are you there? Have you been given the keys to the city now? No, just back down, uh, back to reality. You know, back coaching the academy and coaching Cardiff RFC. So, uh, you know, they're well and gone. The boys are back now. So I'm uh, in, on the back burner now. How did uh, how did it come about, mate? Because you've obviously played for Cardiff Blues um, for a long time, but you haven't featured too much this season until. You said you were going to retire. Did like? Did you get a little bit of advice off Nugget? Because when Nugget retired, everyone wanted him. Was it? Was it more of a promotional thing for you? Bit of PR. Yeah, I think it's just to make sure everyone still remembered me. But uh, no, like I said, like I just went into the coaching, and then you know, obviously, you'd never featured for Cardiff for a long time, so the club wanted to just give me a little something. And you know, since I retired, I think I've played more. <laughs> But uh, they just mate, you're like Jay Z, you're like Jay Z, mate. Just... <laughs> because you play, was it the Dragons you uh you f- you played in? Was that the game? Yeah, I had a retired a week earlier, then a week later, then obviously a couple of boys got struck with COVID, and I had to go on, on the bench against the Dragons, and the week later, were you uh had you hammered it as well? Like, did you have a big retirement party? I don't know because I wasn't invited. <laughs> was I? No, you know, I had a couple of drinks with the boys, but. In the end, they thought I was taking a, taking a mick off. She could have had three retirement parties in a row then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like your full stag do, mate. You're like, like chill out. It's, yeah, it's getting boring now. Do you, was it like when, so when you come back in, you're starting a, you're playing fly half. Um, is, is that something you just thought, oh, well, sod it, because what could possibly go wrong? I'm going to retire in any way. Not, I'm just going to go out and have some fun. Or were you actually, even though you're an old dog and you've done played a lot of games before, were you actually quite nervous about that? Oh, yeah, I was nervous throughout the week, obviously. You know, you don't want to go out and make yourself look super to other teams. Um, and obviously, with my job now, the academy coach, there was a lot of academy players um, who had been playing and watching. So, you know, yeah. I, didn't want them, I didn't want them to think bloody hell. He's telling us to do this and he's doing the opposite. So, you know, I, there was a lot, lot of things going on for me. But like you said, we had no, um, there was no pressure on us. We, we had some talented boys, obviously, the internationals who were left behind. And, you know, we had good rugby players. So playing against Toulouse and Harlequins, you're not going to go and play against them and try and match them physically. So, you know, we had to throw the ball about and, you know, I think we give a good account of ourselves. So, you know, it's just fun to, you know, play that level of rugby with, with a bit of nice bit of freedom, really. What was it like, um, more so in, in Cardiff, uh, playing at Toulouse when you could hear the crowd sort of chanting your name? You know, it must be a nice feeling for you because, yeah, everyone was, everyone was shouting, feed the fish. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure that's what they were shouting. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, you know, obviously, I, you know, I, the, the crowd have obviously got this chant in their head now, and you know, people seem to like cling on to it. But like I said, when I come off, and then I went, I had to go back on, and you know, Tubby come off with a head injury, and yeah. I, I was stood on the touchline, and then the crowd are like, like you said, cheer and feed the fish. You know, I went back on 10 foot tall, so you know, we had a line out in a 22 voice. So what are we doing? I said, I'll give you, we just chuck a chip in. Yeah, he did, didn't he? <laughs> it nearly came off as well, didn't it? 
Yeah, you know, young Johan caught the ball twice and then dropped it three times. <laughs> so we ended up with a scrum. <laughs> was there was there a bit of that about it? Because it was like watching watching you play. Because I, I did your I co- I watched the first game and I commentated the game against Quinns. And watching you play, it was like I'm not just saying this because you're here. Like I'm, I said it on telly as well. It, yes. do, it looked like you you were the front line fly off. You looked completely comfortable. Was it all sort of pre-called for you, or was it almost like you're just playing off the cuff? Because once you're out there, there's actually not that much pressure. You know, we had um, calls to go to and stuff, and you know, we were just trying to play with like high tempo speed. And like you said, obviously um, there was calls and then, but. You know, when you're in when you're in the line of battle, you just see what's in front of you, and if there's a chance to go there, you go there. Like you said, you've got to take the consequences. But luckily for us, there wasn't too many consequences because the environment we were in. But you know, a, a couple of things come off, a couple of things didn't. But like we said, it was just worth going out there and trying things rather than going out there and just kicking a lever off the ball. And you know, people don't want to go and see that, do they? Nah, nah, nah. Um, are you keeping your boots clean just in case any more injuries or COVID <laughs> cases come up? Well, you know, obviously, unfortunately, I got banned at the end of the Harlequins game. So I'm, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cheap shot, mate. Absolute so standard. Standard fish. I, <laughs> you know, they said, oh, do I get retired? Like, you know, so I tried my best. But, uh, <laughs> you know, was, but a little discipline, that will help. I'm uh, still going to be, obviously, playing for Cardiff RFC. Um, and, you know, if, you know, the opportunity comes up or they, like I said, the COVID case or injuries and they do need me to step up, you know, I'll... I'll be willing to help out again. Yeah, for the right fee, obviously. Um, you know, <laughs> you know when he got, you know when he got banned against uh, Quinns at the end. It was was like a thrown elbow. So I mean, was did uh, did your brother-in-law John Yap teach you that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like obviously, I to be honest, in the game, I didn't realize obviously what had happened, and obviously, you know, I didn't mean any ill intentions. Like you know, obviously, I played long time. It was the first time I think I've ever, well, first time I've ever been cited. So yeah. Um, you know, like I, I have spoke to Yappy, like he said, you know, he said back in the day, you know, that was every ruck. So, uh, obviously, he said he's glad he's not playing at this time, but you know, obviously, what happened happened, and I took the consequence, and you know, hopefully, ready to play this weekend. Yappy it wasn't to... every ruck, but it was most rucks play when you played against Yappy, yeah. Yappy used to take <laughs> stink bombs into walkabout, drop him on the floor. <laughs> and he, he? Yeah, he got, it, he got it wrong one time, he put it on the floor, and it didn't smash, so he trod on it. Oh, so the, uh, no error carrying a stink around with him it was error. I, I did that in um did that in boots with julian white once um <laughs> he used to play at bridge Enfish. we did it once and we broke stink bombing boots we weren't buying anything from boots but we couldn't in the end we couldn't get out of the shop we were laughing so much that i was bent over and couldn't i couldn't move and julian had actually he had basically fallen over he went down to his knee and he ends up on his hands and knees crying onto the floor people are trying to rescue him and i'm telling oh he's lost his <laughs> contact lens he was laughing so much he fell over <laughs> pathetic absolutely pathetic. Um, fishy what about some of the academy boys coming through now um anyone that we should be looking out for um no. You know, <laughs> there's a couple of good boys in there. Obviously, like, you know, Jake Beatham, Theo Cabango, them boys. Yep. Obviously, had um, a sprint in the game. There's another one, Cam Winnett, who played fullback against Quinns. Yeah, yeah, really good. Um, really good. You know, I think um, for these boys now, there's obviously a couple of boys from the 20s who are um, from the academy are going to be playing, obviously, Wales in the 20s. So, you know, that's a big opportunity for them. Uh, the likes of Theo and Jake now, obviously, what happened in the Champions Cup obviously was good for them, you know, the exposure. But now 
with the boys coming back and obviously the quality the senior boys have got in the back three. Mm. Just about them going back to work in the academy, you know, obviously working hard, playing for Cardiff RFC and obviously putting performances in. Hopefully, you know, in a not so long future, they'll be up regulars within the senior environment. But, you know, like you said, it's hard, you know, it's a hard environment to get into with the quality in the back three. Um, and like I said, it's just opportunities for them, but you know, just keep digging in the background and hopefully when their chance comes along, they go up and they obviously stay in the senior environment, not just fluctuate when his numbers needed. So, you know, that's a big opportunity for them. They've had a foot in the door and obviously they want to be there now, obviously, because they've uh, tasted the environment. On a personal level, is, is coaching something you've always wanted to get into as a, when, you, when you were playing or is it just something that sort of came about, the job opportunity came and you thought, well, I'll, I'll have a go and, and see how far it takes me? Well, so when I was about, when I was twenty five, you know, I was obviously sat at the veil, drinking coffee, playing uh, table tennis, that you know, people people saying, Oh, you know, if I was asking a boy, so I'll give him a ping pong, he's like, Oh no, I've got to go to uni. And I said, What are you doing that for? <laughs> then it come to a it come to a point then when, you know, you sit down and you think, Oh, what am I gonna do after rugby? And it wasn't until um Cardiff Vale College, Martin Fowler just said yeah. to me, you know, I'm gonna take up a job role at Cardiff Vale College, you wanna help out coaching and you know, obviously I had a lot of spare time on my hands, so I thought I'd give it a go and you know, ever since I've done that, you know, I just really enjoyed it. Obviously, I love rugby, you know, love watching rugby. So I was able to help out the youngsters and then things like built through. And then we started having, you know, a good, they had an A licence. So we played in a good competitive college league. You know, the likes of Ben Thomas, all them boys, Davin Smith. Yeah. Those who played, obviously, Wales Sevens, Wales Seniors now. Um, they come over and I really enjoyed it. And it came with an opportunity then at the Blues where, uh, there was no money left. There wasn't enough money left for Richie, TR and Mellon. So then boys left and uh, you know, it was big holes to fill. So a job opportunity came up to me and they uh, said, like, would I be interested in doing it? So I thought at that time it was just a good opportunity for me to get my foot in the door coaching. But then, yeah. but then you're, some of the lads you're coaching, you're playing with in these couple of games, we're t- these few games we're talking about. And although you didn't win the games, they were amazing days. You get the bus home from London. Can you get as pissed as you normally would when the lads you're coaching are on the same bus as you? Have you got to be a grown-up then? Have you got to separate yourself a little bit? No, I told them uh, last Friday, Saturday, obviously when we drove at the Quins, um, for them two days, I was a I was a player and a friend, nothing else. Um, so the coaching the coaching app come off and, uh, you know, to be fair, we had a good, uh, good bus ride home, uh, good little night out in Cardiff for the boys. And then when I come back to Monday, then that's when I had my coach's jacket back on. So, yeah. I, uh, what, what hair I had left was down for that uh, Friday, Saturday. With the yeah, boys. yeah. You, let your, you let your back hair down. <laughs> the, the, coaches, the coaches had the trousers come off on the way back. Um, <laughs> do, you reckon, do you reckon you might be in with a chance this weekend against Quinns? Obviously, Cardiff rugby didn't do too well against Edinburgh. Um, Quinns at home this weekend. Are you available? Like I said, I'll always be available, but you know... Uh, or are you banned? Sure band, or are you still banned? I'm not sure if my yeah, I'm not sure if my band's up this again or not, to be honest. <laughs> so uh you know, I think uh, they'll have enough numbers this weekend to go out there and do a job, hopefully. Uh shame won't be no crown, but Well, oh, we'd like yeah. to see you back. If you look back, Fishy, on your on your career, um, what would be a standout moment for you? What would you think was the pinnacle of of what you achieved? You know, obviously, like when I obviously played my first game uh, for the Blues at the time. Um, yeah. But then, like we said, that you know that Toulouse game, uh, like you'll always remember, obviously for the circumstances. And then 
like we said, and like people go on about like, you know, the young boys loving all the feed the fish chant moment uh, when I'm coaching them. But you know, when you sit on a touch, I'm to come on the field and the crowd are doing that. Yeah. You know, it makes sure obviously be appreciated and obviously things I've done at Cardiff obviously be remembered by them and you know, obviously I've tried my best and seems to be soon seems to have rubbed off. But the, isn't, it, isn't it sort of cool and well, it's quite amazing actually that the one or two of your absolute career highlights after a long career in the game, a long time in the game, come in such circumstances and they come right at the end after it was meant to be finished. That's quite cool, isn't it? Yeah, like we said, obviously, you know, the retirement come and you think, all right, I'm done now, feet up, put a bit of weight on and then yeah. next yeah, thing you know, then <laughs> the tops are getting tighter. Yeah, I did see a couple of comments of Andy Gould, you know, I don't think he'd be happy <laughs> Are you, hey, Fish, you're not. Hey, you're not in that league, mate. You're not in that league. He, he's a he's a worry in health terms. Like we're worried about Goody. He needs an intervention. You just looked comfortable, comfortable. <laughs> like it just been Christmas. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> before Christmas at all. Yeah, I know. I'm about to say big Christmas, but before. But I mean, like I, you know, glass houses. Um, Shanks is an amazing Nick, so he can he can say those things. But I better not. I better teach them. Um, right, mate. Well, thanks for thanks for coming on. Um, Good luck with your coaching, mate. Hopefully, this isn't the last time we've seen you on the field. Um, I think everyone would I, love I to see it, you back something on. Something tells me it won't be. Something no. tells me it won't be. I just, I also hope that you let yourself down on that bus journey, and the lad's got some pictures of you. But uh, that's what I really hope. Behind <laughs> oh, the there's scenes. loads flying around, flats. I'll send you some on WhatsApp <laughs> later. <Yeah. laughs> and like you know, like like you, fish Shanks and I, because it's our job, but also because we love it. We watch a lot of rugby, and those couple of games, mate. Um, with this, you can watch, you know. You can watch any game and, and love it for different reasons. But those couple of games that you played in were just, mate, they were like rugby. Breath of fresh air. Of, they it? were fantastic, <laughs> mate. We we all absolutely loved it and uh, massive respect. So thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. No, cheers, boys. Thank you very much. Hey, mate. Cheers, mate. Nice one. Get on the sunbeds, all right? <laughs> Get off the moon beds. <laughs> <laughs> cheers, boys. Pot kettle. Tell her. Do you see a little bit of Dan Fish in me or me and yep. Dan Fish? Looks a bit like me. Yeah. Are you his dad? Is that the revelation? No, I, I don't think I could be old enough to be. Did you play with him? Rugby. <laughs> Tom. Were you in the squad together at any point? No. He was... I remember watching him for Wales under-20s. And he was scoring loads of tries. He played 15 back then. Oh, yeah. I think, uh, like Because obviously he looks a little bit different to everyone else. Sounds a bit different. Um, and he was. A bit different. Ah, big, bright ginger hair, real pasty. Stands out, be like me. No, it doesn't stand out in Wales, mate. <laughs> no, Scotland. <laughs> those. Scotland, Ireland, yeah. Um, but no, he, he played a lot for Cardiff Rugby. But then I think yeah. when I retired, he featured a lot more. He played quite a few times for, for Cardiff Blues. But... Real skillful player, mate. Like the first game against Toulouse is on the way. Yeah, yeah. Second game, he's at ten. You know, so one of these players that, that, yeah, if you if you played like touch rugby on a weekday, you know, you dominate. Yeah, I said in comms that he's he's one of those guys that ten years from now or fifteen years from now, he'll have put on a load of weight. He won't look the best because he you know he doesn't need to, but he'll be playing ten at some local club team. He'll still yeah. have his touch. He'll still be stitching people up and putting people through holes. That's the most sensible I've ever seen him as well, because normally he's the one that's, you know, put in 
banana mash in your shoes sort of thing taking it's all the, the toilet camera, paper it? yeah it's put the, the cling film yeah Quite over the toilet down the old camera yeah <laughs> yeah it does. i wonder i'd want yeah i did wonder what it'd be like in front of us you know we might bit in awe sort of thing sort of tense up a little bit <laughs> i say that when i play golf with people with corporates so i've got to play with them and say oh, don't worry you know you play with me you get a bit tense just relax relax to play golf <laughs> swing through it keep your head down i'll keep an eye on the ball speaking of legends did you see richie mccall put a post up and he's had a, a you know he's been wild swimming or something with his um with his wife and he's he's okay he's lost he's lost the weight what 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 you expect from richie mccall is he's going to lose a lot of the bulk that he doesn't need anymore and he's going to yeah. be super fit and that's exactly what's happened mm. annoying isn't it you can't enjoy what you eat though if you're like that i always think like i had an i had a nando's on the weekend deliveroo and i ordered every i'll tell you what i ordered now um five chicken wings hot double chicken pitta with cheese half a chicken with rice and coleslaw because you get two sides with it if you want a lot of food, and yeah. a side of macho peas and a coke zero that's a thought because i thought yeah, yeah normally i go water but i thought that's a lot of food and by by go i'm gonna finish it and you often need fizzy drinks because it um helps with burping helps with digestion so burps you to make more room like a baby so i did it i did it all and it was one of those things it was mind over matter i felt like augustus gloop <laughs> I, f- I felt sorry yeah. for ducks and chickens yeah I, again I, force yeah. fed i i had an ad i had an andos as well the other night um i commentated at quinn's and then i then i drove across london to i was driving across london to stratford because i was at bt sport the next day and staying in stratford and when you get there you can get a delivery but then you've got to go downstairs to the door of the hotel and i was just like so hungry mm. that i was just about to join the north circle i thought no i'm gonna nip into chiswick and go to nando's on my own some people think that's sad i was in heaven boy yeah yeah is I there such a thing as a black card for nando's now i don't know actually i never had one did you have one no i had a little a little side deal going on in cardiff bay yeah, um, I decided bath, but yeah, a, a little special card, which is sort of written on the back of a post-it note saying Tom can have what he wants. Really? Yeah, which which I did. Yeah, I but lasted yeah, we, about three weeks. There was free Nando's in Bath for a while. You'd walk in and say, "Go on, that's no, it's all right, lads. It's on me." And then one day I walked in and it's like, "Mate, we'll, we'll do today, but we can't do for." I was like, "Yeah, I went in there like, I mean, genuinely once every two months." like it's max not, and apparently the lads were pasting it so it's not that healthy for you i don't think you know people think oh chicken rice peas i'm, I'm pretty sure there's quite a lot of fat in those chickens different chickens have different fat content and that's to do with the standard you get so if you had like a field and flour chicken the fat content would be a lot lower than it would be to in a supermarket to get a battery hen off the shelf i'm pretty sure yeah, i'm right in that yeah but it, I, if you if you actually look at the calories in all of these Nando's chicken chicken events, they're relatively high. They're higher yeah. than you'd think. Yeah, mm. so they're quite high calorie meals. Just uh, off, not as bad as like a Domino's or something. But. Just off uh, subject there. Do you know what city um, it rains mostly in the UK? I heard it this morning in Talksport. Um, 
just fire away, mate. Grimsby. No, it's Cardiff. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah. I'm sorry. Anyway, who does your tampons? Hasn't, <laughs> hasn't rained in Bath. Hasn't rained in Bath for about three throughout three years. It's always you know what it rains cash in Bath. That's for sure. Anyway, oh, um, yeah. Bath unbeaten, twenty twenty two. Love those tweets going out. Yeah, I know. That's good, isn't it? Do you know what? Um, like when when you're was, struggling, yeah. when you're struggling as a team, that's exactly what you need. Someone going off in the sixth minute, red card. How do you think Wales won the Six Nations Championship? I know it's so it's true, but I'm like everyone else. As soon as I see a red that early in a game. It's like at Quinn's, Alec Hepburn got a red before half time. I was like, oh no, this was meant to be a great game and it's all yeah. over now. And Quinn's are all about their scrum and now they've lost the pro. I was like, oh. And it was a brilliant game, properly close. Yeah. And then you, Rory Sutherland goes off and you're like, I'm sorry, that is the original red card ends game and couldn't have been more wrong. Um, you know, I, I think in it was incredibly tense to watch because you know what's at stake for everyone at Bath. But then what I would say is the game itself, it you could it would it be a turning point? I mean, don't know. But does it prove much? I think it's not like it was a great performance, but I just don't think that matters this week. No, mate, not at all. A win on the board, that's all you need. It's, it's like when remember Peter Romani got red card against Wales. Uh, I think it was the opening game of the Six Nations. Wales are actually no, doing but yeah. Wales look better. Um, against 15 men of Ireland than they did against 14 and Ireland nearly won it towards the end so it happens quite a lot doesn't it yeah it does it does teams sort of try a little bit harder subconsciously because they're not down to 14 players did but... you watch the Bath game yeah Jonathan Joseph looked sharp yeah looked really really sharp there's, I chat, there's chat going around now All I right. didn't watch it sorry, there's man. chat going around now that um Anthony Watson I mean obviously it's public chat Anthony Watson's going it's an interesting one because you know, again, every, people in our job, everyone's different. Like, <clears throat> I I don't call or text the players and ask them what's going on. I think oh, I'll leave. Oh, I can't it. be like, bothered, mate. Don't want to be that guy. I'm the same. I also don't. I also don't particularly want to be everyone or try and be everyone's best mate. I'm I'm friendly enough, bloke. I'm not friendly to too friendly to the neighbours. Over friendly, agree, but it's like yeah, but it's like I don't need I don't need all the players to be my friends. Like, but there's. Anthony Watson a couple of months ago, I'm sure on Twitter people were saying, "Is he leaving? Is he leaving?" He replied, "No," as in, "No, he's not leaving." And Bath fans loved it and all that stuff. And now the chat is he's going. So, what I can only presume is that, or the chat is, and what you would presume is that the club, because of the salary cap reduction, the club have said we can't afford to keep you anymore. You got to go. So he might well be being, even though he's one of the best players in the country, he might well be being pushed out of his club team because of money which is mm. is it, you know it's all very well i do think it's the right decision to reduce the salary cap i think that's the right thing to do and there are going to be there are going to be casualties going to be consequences that's i do i think that but then you if you drill down a little bit and have a little bit of empathy there are going to be some lads in some really unpleasant positions when you reduce a salary cap like that in the gallagher which is fine because it's across the board but does that mean that this could be the end of European rugby where the salary cap in France is a lot greater. Squads are a lot stronger. They've got I think more it, access to better talent because of money. I think it won't be the end, but I think it will be pretty Start difficult for, well, pretty difficult for English teams to compete. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. It, so, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, but then you've got, then you've got the thing around URC. So you've got, 
you currently got no relegation in the Premiership. So what teams mm. can do is start to do what the Leinsters and Munsters and Ulster have done, which is which is rest their first team. You can still have a great first team on five million quid, but you rest your first team for a game or two leading into your big European games and target Europe because you can't get relegated. That five million doesn't include marquee though, does it? One marquee down one from two. Okay. As of next season, you'll add one marquee, and I believe the rule still applies that you can't sign a marquee player from another Premiership club. You can, but you can't make them your marquee player. So, say London Irish, which is one of the clubs Anthony Watson's rumored to be linked with. Yeah, if London Irish sign Anthony Watson on ten million quid, he can't be their marquee player. So he has yeah. to sit in the cap. Okay, so. I mean, I said a couple of years ago, I remember saying even before COVID, I said the, the thing is all these clubs losing money, the lads hate it and would hate it. And I would hate it if I was a player. But the obvious way, the obvious way to save money is to reduce the amount of money you're paying the players because money's shot up. And I'm not a bitter ex-pro. I want the lads to earn millions. doesn't affect me either way. <clears throat> but it suddenly you have got a lot of lads that, you know, we we hear stuff on the grapevine, boy. We all hear stuff. We don't talk about it openly or publicly. It's not our business. You've got a lot of lads on 300,000 quid plus or a good number of them who shouldn't be on 300,000 quid plus mm. in the current market. But whatever's happened, the, the way it's been structured has dictated that actually they can demand that and get it. And suddenly you've got lads in the middle of their careers not doing anything wrong, facing mm. pay cuts. But it's, it you know, it's a difficult one because if you're being cut from 350 to 250 grand a year to play sport, it, it is tough to bemoan that. But if you're the person in the middle who's done nothing wrong in good form and you're facing a massive pay cut, it is horrible. It's mm. unpleasant. So you can see why the lads would piss off abroad if they had the opportunity, frankly, mm. yeah. here and there. I think there won't be that many opportunities, actually, because the French have changed how many non-French qualified players you can have in the squads. Japan, Japan. There's always the odd option, but they don't want Japan. that many English players. What's a Japan over that Japan? They don't want that many English players. Always the odd spot, but yeah. they prefer Southern the Hemisphere odd, boys. The odd Corey Hill, left field. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Dave Walder. Is he really? Well, he's back coaching at Newcastle now, but he went to Japan for a little bit. Speaking of red cards, Dave Cherry possibly should have got one for Edinburgh at the weekend against. James Botham didn't see it. Oh, you didn't spot it in comms, you idiot! Yeah, you don't, mate. Straight off, you don't because it doesn't even it doesn't look that bad. But when it's slowed down from a certain angle, he's not in from the side for one. So you know, people need to pipe down a little bit there. But there was head on head, and yeah. you've got to protect the Dracula. Dan Fish's elbow that he got banned for. Mm. I commentated, didn't see it. People no. go mad. Why don't? Why are you not, you know, omniscient? Why don't you see everything? It's like, well, no, I don't. You miss stuff. Get over it. Um, I've seen that collision. And I think it'd be quite harsh to give a red for that because he's about six inches off the floor. It depends as well on who the director is as to how many replays you get of it as well and who's seen it, which does come down sometimes to the the commentators, I suppose, mention it. But didn't see it. Um, I, I think we only had one replay. But if you so, don't see it, the director doesn't see it, yeah. the producer doesn't see it, to tell the director to replay it, that's just how it goes. There will be other things you didn't see as well. That's the way. And the people well, who are criticising you for not having seen it, they'll have missed loads of stuff. So I hope he's it. all right, though, because he was probably the one sort of shining light out of a Cardiff performance. Look, look good. 
defensively, put mm. some big hits. In. Remember that hit he put against Don Brandt the first uh, in Quinn's first Don Brandt's first carry. Just good yeah, technique. He looks he, like been away a bit, got a bit of weight on. Looks yeah, beefy. Bit of good weight. Beefy both of them. He looks beefy. Bit of good weight, not bad yeah, weight, weight like us. Weight. We can all put weight on. We yeah. can all put a bit of weight on Tom. Easy. Um, yeah, it did look but, good. Uh, so that yeah, the, but the Bath win uh, was just must be an unbelievable relief because it no matter what you've decided to do with your coaching structure and you say, right, the DOR stays, the co- these coaches stay, whatever, it mm. is hard. It would, it would have been very hard in PR terms for them not to do something aggressive yeah. had they lost to 14-man Worcester. That's what I think. I think people would have been in trouble then and yeah, even definitely. more trouble. The bar thing's interesting because what happens is they've signed a new direct, they've signed a new head coach in Johan Van Graan. It's, you know, everyone at, Everyone at Bath is always the saviour. Do you know what I mean? There's always a new saviour coming in. And it's almost like, just wait and see. Johan van Graan might be the saviour. He's also not gone down too well. Munster. Not gone down too well at Munster. And Stephen Larkham as well, let, uh, leaving Munster. So, whole new oh, right, shake-up yeah. for, for Munster rugby. Um, but the message but I'm getting never... from... Sorry, go on. Yeah, go on. I was just the message... van Graan, he hasn't won. No, you go. No, you go. You go. <laughs> After you. Um, the message you're getting from at the Munster camp is not particularly positive on him, um, which which made me think that if you, if you get messages like that, why? And, and obviously Munster haven't done. I don't think have done too well since he's been there. I think I don't think they've gone backwards, maybe, but they've they've certainly not kicked on, and that could be down to injuries. That could be down to people like Joey Carberry, who you know they signed, and he was meant to be the next ten, and he was meant to take over sort of Johnny Sexton. It hasn't quite happened like that, but I just think you know if Bath are, are desperate to to sign someone, to sign a big name, to to get him out of this hole, I think they could have gone bigger. Could have gone down. Um... Yeah, I mean, it, it might. This is the thing. It just might. It might be brilliant. It might work, and I hope it does. Yeah, it work, could. And I it, hope could it is brilliant. It could. But it's it's just, you know, Todd Blackadder arrived, and it was like, right, thank God, you know, got a DOR, and it's like, but he hadn't won anything at his last place, and it that doesn't mean he's not going to win anything at Bath. It's just no. like let's not presume there's not an automatic success. There's not automatic success going to happen here. Like, let's just wait and see, and it will be interesting. And I very much obviously hope it works out because. You sort of want it to work out for everybody, which it can't. Somebody needs to lose every week, you know. Yeah. Um, the Qu- the Quinns game was amazing. Uh, yeah. It was so brutal. <laughs> like 14-man cheese for half the game. Obvious red card, easy call. But <clears throat> it's the weirdest thing. Like, you go on Twitter after the game. Best thing, best thing said, you can do. Have a nice yeah, poo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a nice poo. Have a 20-minute poo. And yeah. Just go through it. And one guy says... You get one guy saying, I can't believe the commentators um, basically defending Alec Hepburn's red card against Marla. Disgrace, should be banned from the, you know, should be a long ban. And you're, like, and you're basically like, never said that. Um, and then one guy's like, you know, you're basically glorifying this behaviour and saying, it's like, you know, and I was like, no, I'm not. Have you seen it? No, I'm not. Well, that's what the commentator said. It's like, no, no, I was the commentator, mate. Why don't you watch it again? Oh, yeah, sorry, I didn't actually watch it. You're like, you absolute knob, you stupid little knob. And one guy was perfectly polite and apologetic. I was like, you're a knob. I didn't say it. I'm saying it now. You are a knob, mate. And if we were at an event or at a dinner or pitch side, I would tell you that you are a knob. 
Would you're you're just you making well. stuff up. You're making stuff up and sending negative out into the ether. It's not even true, you stupid little man. Joe anyway, Simmons, I, I didn't bite. I didn't bite. I didn't bite. Joe, <laughs> yeah, bite it now. Joe Simmons, better 10 than Marcus Smith on the day. So on Stephen the day, Jones. On the day, would, yeah, wouldn't be far off. Marcus Smith has the magic moments. Yeah. Um, and a couple of things like Marcus Smith tried four crossfield kicks yeah. in the poor. It's not it's and that people think that's really expansive and high risk because it was raining. It's not. I mean, they're a man down in the back three. It's the obvious thing to do, but three didn't work and the fourth one worked, and Esther Hazen scored. So the thing about Marcus Smith is the variety he brings, he can do every single thing you want a 10 to do. He can do all of it, and sometimes he does almost all of it in three or four phases. He must be a nightmare to play against, and he was brilliant. On the day, I thought Joe Simmons was every bit as good as yeah, okay. Marcus Smith. Yeah. Esther Hazen surely has to feature for South Africa soon. Like playing well. He's playing yeah. that well. You've got he's a 12. Damien uh Dielande is obviously a 12 as well. But in terms of form, surely this is the best rugby he's playing ever at the moment. Three man of the matches on the bounce has a massive effect on the game, both attack and defense. Yeah, best player in the Prem in the last month, but he to pick him for South Africa, you've got to drop Damien Dielendi. Mm. And I don't think the game they play, if he's fit, you can drop him. Mm. Because he's not done enough. He's not done he's never played badly for South Africa. No. And he combines really well with Lacanya Arm, a nice little combo, a big combo. And he's one of those guys that because there's less room and everyone's kind of the best at international level. When he's got no room, he still makes a few meters. Esther Hazen's the same. You could pick him, mm. pick Esther Hazen for South Africa and he could be an absolute worldie, but mm. to pick him, you do have to leave someone out. Yeah. And I think the bloke you have to leave out doesn't warrant dropping. It's a bit like we said this before. It's like, well, I want to commentate on that game. Yeah. But for me to commentate on that game, someone's got to ring Ben K and say, you're not doing it. And that's yeah. not right. Because, He's the boss. So, it's, you know, that's that's not how it works. Did you see Austin's shoes at the weekend? See the heel on them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's massive. A lot of traction from that. People are like posting photos of um, <laughs> baby spice in some massive wedges, white wedges. I was, with Hugo. I was with Hugo when you posted that. We had a good laugh at that. But oh. it reminded me of Christian Califano's special shoes. Like, well, Yeah, all I wanted, <laughs> all I wanted was people just to reply, you can still find them. You can find, you can still find them, yeah. <laughs> But he he um remember Cali remember Cali's shoes he came in Califano's shoes and they had really really big sole re- big heels that they're really really like high step shoes and this is probably really inappropriate because my brother's disabled I'm allowed to say it we were like are they special shoes are they shoes <laughs> you got one leg longer than the other or are they both longer than the other because they're both quite and we called them chaussures disablement do you remember <laughs> you like my chaussures disablement disabled shoes and it was like that is inappropriate looking back but it was a different time and yeah. My parents don't mind me saying it. No, anyway. Um, joke. Reckons you've got some more free pairs. Um, I've just got to mention this, right? Um, we've got a cameo request. We'll have to do it after, okay? We're on cameo, guys and girls. Um, book us because the videos are a bloody BAFTA award winning. Um, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is for Ian. Um, and it's a message from for, for Ian. He's a Scottish rugby fan. Um, so you can rip it out of him, which we will do on the cameo. Doesn't like the English. Um, is retired. I think it's retired. Um, so his birthday won't be too large. And that is from your mate, Neil McCain. 
Hang on, he doesn't uh, need a cameo now because you've done it on the podcast. No, he he does. They've paid, mate, so it's fine. Have they? Yeah, double bubble for them. We give all so, our money to charity, by the way. We don't keep it. No, no, we don't keep it. We're not. We're not that bad. Where'd you get those? Where'd you get that top from, mate? Charity shop. <laughs> <laughs> this this top. I mean, you can't see it, you folks at home. It is like a shiny Adidas three stripe old school tracky top. This is from the Rocky Balboa school of tracksuits. I think I got this. This could be 20 years old, this tracksuit top. Ooh. But that's how humble I am. That's how um, I am. Just through the results, Bristol eventually got another win now. They beat Sale, Johan Lloyd, Footwork, brilliant. We've spoke about him a couple yeah. of times on the on the podcast. Just, I'd like to see him play 10. I'd like to see him play 10. Yeah. At the moment, though, he's just having to, they're just having to find a space for him because he's that talented that he needs to be in the squad. But you watch him, mate. When he cuts back inside, He's brilliant because he's got the ability oh, to keep alive. It doesn't die with the ball. Really good at rugby's an evasion sport primarily. And there aren't many boys better than him at evading tackles and just that offload as well. It's class. So Bristol uh, are back 32-15 against Sale. We covered Quinns. Um, Newcastle take a hammering. Yeah, they got, they got battered by Saints. Um, Gloucester beat Saris at the Stonehenge, yeah, which saw was that. good. Um, good, good, you know, good result for them. Um, horrible game, not horrible game, horrible weather and all that. But they they snuck in there. They did very well. That we don't need to run through all the games, Tommy. We don't nah. need to. All I, what I will but, say is Glasgow hammered the Ospreys. Ospreys look pretty ordinary. Glasgow good. Rory Darge, mate. Listen to that name. He's good. Darge the Barge. Darji. Okay. He's a he's a lot like Hamish up. Watson. He's got short hair though. That's his USP. But very similar in the way they play gotcha. as a player. Um Marcus the, Bradbury as well. Blair he, Kinghorn. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. Just shout okay, There you go. Yeah, all right. All right. Stephen Hendry. Um did Stephen Henry. The the thing about Ellis Genge, uh, Ellis Yately. Genge lost his head a little bit because Hugard because Francois Hugard gave him a little have some of that after he mm. tried to clear him out and couldn't. And of course people go wild because when you slow it down, Gen just thrown like almost like an open hand punch and he, he knew he couldn't punch him and he people go mad because Ellis Genge has got fingers on his hand and Hugard has got eyes in his head. So that's gouging plain and simple and people are like hammering me for saying it's not. I'm like, mate, it is never in a million years gouging. The hair pull is just like, it's ridiculous. It's just a super aggressive bloke boiling over. Yeah, but not quite boiling over, luckily for him and everyone else. But he was that was a very aggressive moment. A shot of adrenaline went through him. Um, but gouging, absolutely no chance. Yellow card, about right for me. Um, you know, you think it's red? I'm with you. Yeah, exactly. And people like gouging, people just, I said on telly last night, people just love to be offended and outraged by stuff these days. I don't mind people disagreeing is fine, but when you just someone send like you send your message saying you are wrong, sorry, you are wrong, that is gouging. Like, no, I'm not wrong, I'm right. So up yours. Uh, I'm not be too punchy about it, but you were, you were good. Stop on TV sending yesterday. messages like that. Stop sending messages like that because it makes you look like a knob. Yeah, you're good on TV um, yesterday. I saw I saw a bit of it, but Bub's come in and um, he, he he often doesn't offer very many compliments. So what Bub's? Yeah, he said you were good on TV. So get a compliment off him, mate. Oh, God. Off the like dog. I'll, I'll smash a drive 300 yards down the middle and he won't say anything. Like, it'd be perfect. He won't even say good shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's that guy. Um, 
He needs to feel the love. What, um, what are you doing this weekend? Where are you? Uh, I'm commentating on Exeter against Glasgow down in Exeter. Oh, nice. Not too far. What are you doing? Um, I believe I'm doing Cardiff Quinns at Arms Park with no crowd. That's a shame. Yeah. I honestly think Quinn, I think, I think Cardiff will fly out the blocks after last after this weekend. I think they'll have a point to prove. Depends who they pick. I think they look better with Jared Evans uh, and when Thomas Williams both come on. But that's always going to be the case, no matter who you start, Priestland or, or Jared Evans. You know, when you're down by that much, you're going to chance your hand a little bit more. Play a bit high risk. When you when you it's like the New Zealand game in the autumn. It's like when your team is down and beaten. Saying it's easy to come on and make a difference is not true because it's not. It's difficult, but you have had a chance to watch the game and see trends that it's much easier to see from the sideline than it is when you're in the heat of it. Um, and you're fresh as well. You're fresh, and it's almost like, well, game's gone now, so we can mm. we can just try some stuff. Um, it's not easy. I'm not saying for a second it's easy, but you know, it in a game like that, yeah, you're right. Whichever way round they'd pick those two, whoever came off the bench would probably have looked a bit better. Yeah. You know. Anyway, um, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Cardiff are out of it anyway, really. Off, lost the first two games. So it won't, won't be a main focus for them. If you, if Quinns have got everyone or pretty much everyone playing, like if Marla plays and stuff, yeah. I think you've actually got to play a bit against Quinns because yeah. they will score tries. Mm. And if you sort of want to kick the corners, they'll counter-attack all day and their set piece is really good, so you ain't going to pin them back with that. So it's like you do actually have to play. You've got to play a little bit like Harlequins against Harlequins, I think. Let's get the uh, linesman back and the school teacher back. Dan Fish back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Back in. yeah, exactly. All right, mate. Um, all right, boy, keep going, yeah? Um, yeah. Uh, any other thing we need to mention? Well, I'm still about two-thirds of the way through American Rust at the moment. Um, Right. which I'm I'm enjoying. I wouldn't say it's elite, elite. It's reasonably slow, but uh, Jeff Daniels is in it and he's great. Is there something uh, Olivia Colman's in called The Lost Daughter? Is that right? Oh, I haven't seen that, boy. Uh, it's on Netflix and I saw a trailer. It's, it's based on a novel. I saw a trailer and was a bit unsure about it, so I just um, Wikipedia'd it and read the plot. So I probably won't watch it. <laughs> I'm bothering that. Well done. I got a um, the tourist. That's what I'm going to watch. That's my latest one. All right, tourist. Yeah. Problem is, I worry about getting hypnotised because he's so fit. Yeah. He's so fit, and I met him in the flesh at Mike Tyndall's house. I met. Oh, I didn't meet. He's him. So fit. He was in uh, U.S. immigration when I went there a couple of years ago to New York. And did he recognise you? No, but he. You know, when you sort of going through um, little queues and you keep passing people all the time because you're, you're zigzagging through, basically. Yeah. Just yeah, found it weird mate. that it was. We were indoors and my wife wanted to put her glasses on. Her sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> but the lights are too bright. Yeah. Um, all right, boy. Good luck. Yeah. Nice one. Bye. Ta-da, bye. Hold up. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.